to listen. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good. Before I start the podcast with you, bro, I just need to say that the, how much I love Bars, Rhymes and Life is defined by today. Yeah, I've got probably the biggest interview I've had in my life tomorrow. I've got a presentation that I've spent the best part of 33 hours on trying to complete i still haven't completed it yet i'm nowhere near close to finishing it but there's a non-negotiable in my life and that's bars rhymes and life i love our listeners too much i love this shit too much i don't give a fuck there's no way we weren't recording before this interview like you know i needed to i I don't care i don't care i've i just i've stopped for bars rhymes and life that's how much I love this shit, man. That's how much I love you. And that's how much I love the listeners worldwide. That's, I, I just wanted to say it. I just needed to say it like, like a hustler. That's what a hustler do, isn't it? That's what a hustler do. <laughs> hustler uh, for the pod. <laughs> Lupe Fiasco, Hustlers. What did you think on my track this week? So this was new Lupe for me. Um, although technically it's old Lupe, right? But for me, this is new Lupe. Um, I was confused at first because I, I recognized the instrumental. I said, I feel like I know this. And that's because the sample they used on this track was used by Danger Mouse on the Cheat Codes album that he did with Black Door. The opening track, I think, is called Sometimes. Um, and yeah, it uses that, the same sample. It's a different flip, obviously a different, different producer, but that kind of got me thinking, is this a song that I already know? And then I looked on Google and it had it listed as being released in 2023, which is obviously wrong. It was released in like 2006 or something, um, which is, I think, before even his first album dropped. So this is really, really early, um, really early Lupe. And it kind of makes sense because his rapping, it sounds more like his early style. I read that this track was meant to be on Food and Liquor, but in the end it didn't make it. But you can kind of hear it through the storytelling and the metaphor that it would have it would have sat on that album well. So yeah, man. I was happy to hear the new slash old Lupe. Sick that you knew all of that. Because I only found this out for the first time ever. When I heard the track, I was like, this is new Lupe to me. That, I'd never heard this track before. And then to find out that it was on the Jedi mixtape. And actually it was meant to be included on The Call, his debut album. But like only made it to the advanced version. I didn't know there was an... I didn't know... Sorry, food and liquor. But I didn't know there was an advanced version of food and liquor. Did you know that? I had no idea about it. No, I didn't. No. So like just just interesting. Love the track. 
and can't wait to get started. So who's up first, bro? You're up first. Let me tell you what this fellow like. Caught somewhere between stop and go like yellow lights. Uh-huh. Hustler, so I gotta get it mellow right. Down the block, round the clock, bezel-like. Let me tell you what this fellow like. Caught somewhere between stop and go like yellow lights. Uh-huh. Hustler, so I gotta get it mellow right. Down the block, round the clock, bezel-like. Semi-snap there. So I love when Lupe says, let me see what this fellow is like. And the reason why this line is so sick, Alan, because I'm pretty sure this is definitely a BRL first. This is a seed planted, predetermined double entendre. And I will explain. With the line, let me tell you what this fellow like. He's not describing himself, but he's describing a person, a fellow. Someone who knows the come up and the struggles of the streets and has been and seen exactly what Lupe has been seen through too. However, the word fellow serves as a double entendre for this line, as the word fellow has two meanings. The first is a person in the same position, involving the same activity or otherwise associated with another. And the second is a member of a learned society. And now that Looper is a lecturer regarding hip-hop at MIT, he's now technically a fellow of rap. Which I just go, fucking bars. Imagine creating, a, imagine creating a line or writing a line down and actually through bars, rhymes and life, living your life, you actually turned one of your lines into a double entendre. That is a BRL first in my opinion. That's just unbelievable. And then the next three lines sound so well, as you hear me say so often. They're visually specific, yet sonically abstract. Between stop and go like yellow lights. You know, stuck between indecision, action or inaction. Hustler, so I gotta get him mellow right. Maybe this guy's selling weed, or he's smoking weed, so he's mellow like mellow like. Down the block, round the clock, bezel like. Running the block, all day, all night. Physically going round and round the block, but metaphorically going round and round too, like a bezel, like the bezel on a watch. Unbelievable, man. This guy is a goat. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. We've said it before on the last episode. This guy is just, oh my God, the discrimination against him by the hip hop world is just pisses me off, especially when I read this shit and start doing his, doing his bars. Yeah, I think... Um... We what track is it? Streets on Fire, where we thought he might have been a bit clairvoyant with that that future verse about the 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 virus spreading in all directions. Maybe Lupe exists exists in a different time dimension. He's just he's next level. <laughs> yeah, I um I snapped you on just the first part of that, and then kind of took it more personally. I, I felt like I felt like this line spoke to me being somewhere between stop and go because it's kind of the epitome of the kind of ruts that I can sometimes get stuck in where you're not completely stopped but you're also not really necessarily going somewhere maybe you've started a few projects and then stopped again or maybe you're trying to do a bunch of different things at once or you're waiting for one thing to happen before you do the next thing you think I'll do that when this happens or you're just planning, planning and planning and planning and using that as a tool to procrastinate, which is, is always a good method. 
it sounds like Lupe's character is is feeling like in that moment he's a hustler, but also he's not quite going and he's not quite stopping, and that, that felt really relatable to me. Bars, amazing take, man. Who's next? You're up again. God forgive if the hustler's wrong. God forgive if this hustler's wrong. Didn't clock this one until I went on Rap Genius, so shout out to Rap Genius for this one. Because this song was meant to be in Lupe's first debut album, Food and Liquor, this line is actually a tie-in with the incredible track produced by Kanye called The Cool, where the last few lines of the tracks are, put it to his head and said, you scared ain't you? He said, hustler for death, no heaven for a gangster. Put it to his head and said, you scared ain't you? He said, hustler for death, no heaven for a gangster. And this life goes passing you by. Simply hustling and selling drugs doesn't do much wrong in the eyes of the Lord. However, hustling can sometimes get a little bit more serious. For example, if the hustler is faced with a threat, they may turn to violence and kill the man threatening them. Sorry, hustling is simply a way of life and for some it's the only way to live life. Hopefully, the Lord doesn't look down on our protagonist for what he must be doing to survive. So. It's almost like, don't, don't judge this hustler for the stuff that he's done. He's just hustling to survive. However, it can get more serious and it can lead to different things. So I just want to shout out Rap Genius for that one. Nice. Cool, I'm up next. It's just a boy, man. Look what it all became, good and all. But look at what all remains. All the flaws and things, marks from all the claws and fangs. It's just a boy, man. Look at what it all became. Good and all, but look at what all remains. All the flaws and things. Marks from all the claws and things. I found this line quite interesting because it sounds like he's describing something similar to what Kendrick talked about on Father Times. The the boy who's made it, but at a cost. He's lost something along the way. Maybe picked up some bad habits, or you know, got some demons. And he's also picked up some scars along the way. It sounds like this person has really taken the hard route to get where they are. And maybe he's asking, is it worth it? And and, and look at what remains. I found, I found that last line interesting because I'm not sure who he's talking about. But maybe this guy had some people with him at the start who turned on him. Or maybe they stopped being supportive. Maybe they changed you know, the remarks from all of y'all that changed. And then the line after that, he says the, the remarks from y'all that have changed. And so maybe those people around him just are the same anymore. Or maybe they're not, not got his back anymore. And sometimes relationships can sour, like just because the other person changes or maybe because you changed and the other person didn't. So maybe if you're a hustler and your friends are hustlers, but then you want to get out of the game and go legit. Maybe you lose those friends because you're changing and they're not. I'm not sure if that's what he was alluding to, but it's it's something that I think people experience. And yeah, man, change often comes with a price. That's a mad take because I so kind of relate and understand that. When you, when you change up, when you try to grow and evolve, the emotional connections you have to people 
prior to you doing that growing change. And I think they don't change intentionally. But if you're not psychologically aware of it, you start thinking everyone else has changed. When really the only person that's changed is you. It's really mad when you think about it. Bars, bro. You're up next. It's bigger things, so we Costa Nostra. Striving to be number one till our overdose. I speak it now with a number tongue or the throat. It's bigger things, so we Costa Nostra. Striving to be number one till our overdose. I speak it now with a number tongue or the throat. So something again, very subtle is going on here. And then there's something that I know nothing about whatsoever. But I know it means something, Alan. I know it means something, but I just can't seem to decipher it at all, right? So first off, did you know what a Cosa Nostra is? That's the mafia, right? Yeah. So the meaning is a US criminal organization resembling and related to the mafia. I didn't know that. So that's like a sick bit of knowledge for me, right? Sopranos. Then you'll know it. Crimson Tide. You might know something else as well, you prick. <laughs> anyway, so then, Alan, the, the pronunciation of Cosa Nostra, if you listen to it properly in the track, it's enunciated to sound like uno, co, cosu nostra. You get an uno in there. An overdose is enunciated to sound like dose, overdose. So you got uno, dos, and the next line should be tres. But I can't, I can't pick it out. I can't pick the, the tres out or what the second line about three means. Because I don't understand what like a number tongue or the throat means at all. But I know it's in there and it pisses me off that I don't understand. And this is like early, 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 early Lupe where these things are deliberate, but maybe always have a meaning behind it. Because later, later on in his catalogue, later on in his catalogue, he's putting things in there deliberately to make sure that we don't know what it means. But I just can't pick it out. I just thought it was amazing. Really did. Yeah, that's the thing with Lupe. You'd nev- you never know. You never know whether there's... Ex- there probably is extra meanings, but you can spend hours trying to figure it out. <laughs> You're up again. I'm just a rose in weeds, and I rolls with reasons to stay on this road I lead, till I leave with what I sow, my soul in these, leave my son with the sum of what I sold in deeds. I'm folding, y'all, probably heading for the pin like bowling balls. I'm just a rose in weeds, and I rose with reasons to stay on this road I lead. Till I leave with what I sold, my soul in deeds. Leave my son with the sum of what I sold in deeds. I'm folding, yo. Probably headed for the pen like bowling balls. <laughs> Snapped you on most of that. Just insane, man. So, in my opinion, insane bars need a line-by-line breakdown. I'm just a rose in weeds, similar to Tupac the rose that grew from the concrete. But what's added is for a rose to escape, it needs to grow taller and get higher and higher. But as you get higher and higher, the weeds around you tend to constrict, making it even tough and harder for you to get out. And I roll with the reasons to stay on this road, I lead. If you take the line from before, rose and rolls, 
it kind of sounds like Rolls Royce. And so he's running the block like Avon Barksdale. He could do more. He could be clean. But he has his own mission that he needs to contend with, which is, till I leave with what I sow, my soul in these. Carrying out his duty, his soul is in the hustle until he leaves his son with the sum of what I sold in deeds. Now you've got indeed there and in deeds as in deeds of properties. Come on, man, allow it. That is unbelievable. That's just fucking crazy how, how simply, he slightly, he just puts that in there. Unfolding, y'all. So once it's all achieved, he's done. He'll fold. He'll call it a day. But it could also mean that he's dead, that he's folded, he's, he, he's got, he's checked out, he's been, he's been got before he could get got. Probably, probably heading for the pin like bowling balls. And I just want to finish it off with, Alan, do you remember the analogy that we had with bowling balls and pins in Prisoner 1 and 2? Not off the top of my head, I can't. Okay. Remind me. I'll cut that all in. Mind blown, mate. Mind absolutely blown. <laughs> yeah, so I highlighted basically everything you did there and kind of snapped you on the take as well. It feels again to me like he's maybe trying to come out of something, trying to improve his life or, or do things better you know that describing himself as a rose in in weeds and again at, at the risk of comparing everything to Kendrick it reminds me of that the good kid in the, in the mad city or as you said Tupac's rose in concrete obviously it's difficult for a rose to grow in concrete because there aren't many resources like you said whereas being a rose in weeds is different because there are resources but you're competing with all the other weeds and they potentially like you said pulling you down and you could be talking about the people around him maybe the friends that turned on him from the previous verse maybe they're trying to pull him down there's also a potential reference to a drug habit right weed keeping him back and then like you said he leaves with what he sows the product of his work good or bad you reap what you sow and interestingly the word soul is written as s-o-l-e on genius but obviously genius is, is community created so we don't know which version of that Lupe intended but it doesn't it doesn't matter because there's obviously multiple meanings in there there's there's always deliberate ambiguity in in Lupe's writing the idea that he's walking in this path that he created but also that maybe his you know his soul is in this music in these ideas and in these bars and he takes all of that knowledge and that wisdom and passes it on to his son and like you said the deeds could mean like like financial deeds but it could also mean like like good deeds, you know, showing him how to do good and teaching him how to be a better person. You never know with Lupe because it could mean everything and nothing because he's just that kind of dude. But that's what I like about him. Absolute facts, man. Unbelievable. And I love some of that, what you said there. It's absolutely really interesting and differentiated from my take in a really concise and thoughtful way. Nice. I'm up next. It takes a lot of patience when you're taking it on, a lot of pacing, a lot of making it known. It takes a lot of patience when you're taking it on, a lot of pacing, a lot of making it known. I think I can be quite an impatient person, and sometimes I find it annoying when people say patience is a virtue. 
because it's annoying because they're right. Like it's really a valuable skill. And in my experience, half of the battle, when it comes to doing anything like learning or getting something done, is just having the patience for the process and not being tempted to do a like half-assed version or to cut corners, take shortcuts. You know, looking for for magic bullets because they don't they don't work. And there are a lot of would-be educators out there who will tell you that they have magic bullets. So, you know, you can learn this in just a few weeks or learn this in just three days. And you might be able to learn the basics of most things in a relatively short amount of time. But if you want to go beyond basic, you really have to be patient. Uh, I recently went to a pottery class. Mary got me as a gift. She does pottery. And I went one to one myself. Jeez. I was chatting to the teacher. <laughs> and I was saying how it's very different to my day job, which is obviously programming, very precise. You have to be in control of every little detail. There's no room for randomness. Whereas with this pottery, when you put the glaze on, you chuck it in the fire, you don't really know if it's going to come out in the color that you've intended it to. It depends on the chemical reactions, all sorts of factors. There's a whole lot of randomness. And he was saying, yeah, if there's one thing you'll learn from this is, is patience and to just kind of let go a bit and, and let go of control. That's kind of what Lupe is talking about. You know, it, it, he's got the stress and he's pacing back and forth, but you have to you have to keep at it. And you have to find other people, I think, who are doing similar things. You find yourself a little community. And like he says, make it known either to them or to other people. You let them know what you're doing and you keep doing it. Once you get yourself in that kind of environment, things start happening and it doesn't matter what it is that you might be taking on as he puts it lupe wrote this as you said at the start before his first album and look where he is now like a lot of people consider him to be one of the best writers hip-hop has ever had and he didn't do it by taking shortcuts he did it with patience 100 just to add to highlight the impatience of my best friend and Elliot over here. We were on holiday a couple of times. Alan and breakfast. If you're trying to decide where to have breakfast and you don't know where you're going and you take more than five minutes to figure it out, you're going to get moany, Alan. He gets well <laughs> moany. He's like, oh man, what? I just, can't we just go and eat there? Like, I've never seen, I know how <laughs> agitated this and impatient this guy gets. He's, he's not lying. Trust me. He's not lying at all. <laughs> absolute truth you're up like she can't make it alone a broken home and she braced for the bone all this from just embracing the phone a lot of balling up letters a lot of erasing the poems a lot of coming to grips that you're going to be facing alone all this time all this time you was wrong like she can't make it alone, a broken home, and she need a brace for the bones. All this from just embracing the phone. A lot of balling up letters, a lot of erasing of poems, a lot of coming to grips with the fact that you're going to be facing alone. All this time, all this time, you was wrong. So these lines are sort of explaining a conversation that the protagonist is having with the girl, the so-called lover of his life. And he's having it from prison because he's been caught and now he's, he needs to do life in jail. And there's something about these, this set of lines that really just made me think about understanding and accepting when you're just wrong. He just, you know, this guy's just wrong. All this time, all this time you were wrong. 
at the prior to that he was driven by the hustle he he had this deterministic outset that said i'm going to be the you know the hustler for life and i'm going to make all the p that i need to and and i'm going to do it maybe at the expense of other people with addiction and crime and everything that's associated with it but i'm going to do it to make sure that my son and the future generation is better blah 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 i want to give my girl the sickest things in life on and on and on that you can consistently can convince yourself as to why you are living in negative feedback cycles cycles that are usually usually materialistic or capitalistic in its nature and just accepting when you're wrong can you know the quicker you accept that you're wrong the quicker you can actually get yourself out of the deep hole that you've entrenched yourself in or stop the hole getting deeper so deep that eventually you can't just get out when you blame everyone and everything else it's a really really lonely lonely place and for some reason still alan people always seem to struggle to just say the word sorry even if it's been explained to them why they're wrong even when they accept that they know that they're wrong they struggle to say the word sorry and i think this is just a lesson for me that where where you can just like identify that you go right fucking hell i just fucked up there just say sorry just say sorry because you don't need to convince yourself um, a million other reasons as to why you made the mistake that you just made just say sorry and actually you won't get any deeper into your own psyche or the 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 situation environment that you're around yeah couldn't you agree more man it's definitely something a lot of people seem to struggle with it's like a barrier what an incredible track i can't wait for the next one nothing but love to lupe fiasco nothing but love to all of lupe fiasco fans nothing but love to all the brl listeners out there nothing but love to you alan one peace